Today's episode of Content Academy is brought to you by the Spice from Dune. Ask your doctor about the Spice from Dune to see if it's right for you. Side effects of prolonged use could include getting superpowers that allow you to perform really hard math problems. Now, it comes in vape form, uh, so you can vape the Spice from Dune. Guys, I love I love the Spice from Dune. It has a very nice cinnamon taste. Mm-hmm. Um it's made math classes a lot easier. Uh, now, hold on a second, because I think you're getting the spice confused with the juice of Sappho, which is the Mentats stuff. N- no, I don't <laughs> think that I am, because the spice from Dune, if you'll recall, allows the guild navigators to perform the math required to oh, okay. calculate the... Uh, well, it allows them to fold space. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> And travel, to travel without, without moving. moving. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> See, now what you got there is a very small taste of the universe of Dune, the lore about how kind of how stupid it is, really. Um, so, yeah, make sure that you check out the Spice from Dune. It now comes in vape vape form. I've also Spice seen... Spice melange. I've also seen uh, little gummies that you can get. Yeah, they make chewables so, now. Yeah, they have chew- <laughs> chewables. Um... Next day shipping from the desert planet of Arrakis. Uh, well, it's Tuesday again. That means it's time to get the content crew back together for another 45 minutes of movie discussion. Calling in from his house is Josh. Yay. And calling in from her house is Georgia. Did Josh just say yeah? <laughs> I, don't know I, what I apologize. <laughs> it was, I was going to say yay or um, yeah. And then it came out, hey. Yeah. But it kind of was like a combination. It's all right. We're trying some new things this week. (laughs) So this week, this episode is going to be our last movie discussion for now uh, in our series of discussions on cult classic movies that were kind of critical and commercial failures. Um, We're talking about uh, the 1984 adaptation of the sci-fi classic Dune written by Frank Herbert. This movie, uh, and we'll get into this more when Georgia gives us the quick facts about the movie, it was directed by um, David Lynch. Dave Lynch, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Who also directed... Twin me. Peaks, Twin baby. Peaks. Notably. That's kind of what and for. Mulholland Drive, and he did Elephant Man. Yeah. And... Yeah. Yeah. Um, but before we get into that, what do you guys say... We talk about some headlines from the week. Yeah. Crack them open. We got a few news items to talk about. I don't know if you guys really kept up with the news. The uh, the kind of good thing about this podcast is you guys don't really need to uh, because we kind of recap the news every week, every Sunday. Mm -hmm. That's right. We're mostly a news podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. uh, This is where people come to for their news. Exactly. Most people turn it off after Alex's news. (laughs) Yeah. As they should. Um, so we'll do headlines and we'll do some movie discussion. And then uh, we have Puzzle Alley, Georgia, right? That's right. Per- Puzzle, Puzzle Planet. Puzzle, Puzzle Planet, Puzzle yes. Planet. Okay, cool. That was my favorite kinda Osborne book. Reminis- <laughs> kind of reminiscent. Yeah. Was that one? Yeah. Yeah, Puzzle Planet. Pizza Planet. Uh, I like Puzzle yeah. Castle. I like oh, Puzzle yeah. Castle. Puzzle Castle yeah. was good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, let's see here. <clears throat> Excuse me, what we've got to talk about. President Biden has declared a state of emergency in Texas 
After record snowfall is causing much of the state to lose access to heat, power, and water. You guys, I'm sure you guys heard about this. Mm-hmm. Big yeah. news story. Um, I mm-hmm. have declared a state of emergency in my apartment as we are down to our last can of Monster. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna need to, uh, I don't know. Get, I just want to say, Alex, keep that stuff away from me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Uh, a United Airlines flight has safely landed after a dramatic engine failure in which a portion of the plane caught on fire and fell, landing oh, in a yeah. neighborhood below the airplane's flight path. Do you guys hear about this, Georgia? You, mm-hmm. this? you should look at the pictures. It's pretty crazy. Um, There's video of, like, the engine on uh-huh. fire. No one got hurt. Uh, plane landed safely. Um, to make matters worse, however, excuse me, according to several passengers, the flight also had a crying baby on board. <laughs> Ooh. So it was kind of a who's who always one. when it comes to kind of like yeah. nightmarish flying scenarios. Yeah, it's like a UFO landed in somebody's yard. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, NASA's Perseverance rover has sent back its first images after landing on landing on Mars. You guys see these? Mm-hmm. Unless yeah, you like rocks reading. and sand, it's not looking good. Yeah, they really don't got shit up there, do they? <laughs> NASA's Perseverance rover has confirmed that up there they, they do not have shit. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> the real headline's always in the comments, huh? The, ro- the rovers, the, the guys at NASA are just like, there's nothing up here. Why did they come here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Wait a minute. Whenever, How much we spend on this? Yeah. Whenever, <laughs> yeah. Somebody, whenever somebody, whenever there's talk of a NASA rover or whatever, I always imagine... Uh, that the guys are controlling it with like the arrow keys, and then there's like <laughs> yeah. an eight minute delay or something, right? No, uh-huh. there's tank controls. Oh god! So they're like, oh, <laughs> tank oh, man, yeah. tank controls. Why did we? NASA's perseverance rover controls like the car in Grim Fandango. <laughs> I do. I mean, I wonder. Do they use arrow keys? Do they use a joystick? Or is it just all like math equations? How do they control it? It's probably voice commands. Oh, voice like commands. Like W-A-S-D. W-A-S-D. yeah. And they have one of the keyboards where all the key all the keycaps are black, but the W-A-S-D ones are red. Yeah, it's like light up. Yeah, exactly. It's like a sweet gaming keyboard. Yeah, exactly. The video game Diablo 2 is getting remastered for consoles and PC. Despite being a remake, the game will include several new features, including online multiplayer, Cutting edge graphics and something called turbo mode. Turbo mode, mm-hmm. baby. Okay, I'm starting to think if it's a rem- remaster and a remake are not the same thing. That's true. It, uh, no, it, Resident Evil got remade. Uh huh. This sounds like it's just like a, a remaster. I think it's a remaster, just... right? I think it's okay. pretty much a remake, actually. Like the so Mass Effect is like a example of remastered. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, I think it is a remake then. I think they just you remade it from up. the ground up. So from scratch, wow. But it's exact. It's like exactly the same. It just modern graphics. <laughs> but completely different as well. <laughs> I don't know what you'd con- consider that one, uh, because the graphics obviously look modern. Uh, but I imagine mm-hmm. that the gameplay's the same. Uh, it's kind of an open question, I think. Yeah. How much of a remake it will be? I haven't watched the BlizzCon was this week, mm-hmm. or it's yeah. this weekend, I guess, and yeah. I haven't watched any of it. But yeah. Um, and it looks like we got one more news story here. Apple is reportedly developing a new magnetic battery pack for the iPhone. You know what else Apple is reportedly developing? Some other bullshit. 
<laughs> yeah, All right. I mean, that's just true. <laughs> Always developing some kind of thing, seems like. So, let's let's go ahead and get on with the, uh, the movie discussion here. Georgia, do you want to hit us with some quick kind of facts about about this movie when it when was it released who worked on this thing yes so um i always like to give the movies that we go over some context and also it's come to my attention lately that really the movies we've been looking at with the exception of speed racer i think they all come out in the 80s yeah and i think Mm -hmm. this was this is something worth talking about too maybe sort of the tail end of our conversation as we wrap up Mm -hmm. uh because next week we should do a our movies final Honestly, oh, okay. I'm going to oh, be that kid in class. Right. Like, teacher, <laughs> Damn we it. need to collect our homework. Yeah. <laughs> we need to have a movie's final. So maybe we'll kind of okay. talk about that. Sounds that good. Episode. Oh, and also, how does Joel Silver tie into this movie? <laughs> <laughs> it's inevitably um, he will. He doesn't, as far oh, okay. as I can right. find. Um, Where he probably he? still has that kind of six degrees you know, yeah. separation. Well, his his sure presence kind of looms connection. large over the film as a whole. Really? I mean, it does. <laughs> um, Dune was released uh, December 14th, 1984, um, based off of uh, Frank Herbert's novels from 1965, which I didn't know that that much space had taken yeah. place really before the novels yeah. and the adaptations. But, you know, you had to wait for technology to catch up. Right? However, mm-hmm. I did read um, that as soon as, pretty mm-hmm. much as soon as the novel came out, people wanted to make a movie out of it. Oh, this was correct? a long time in the making. This yeah, was a long yeah, time yeah. in the making. Um, well, did you, either of you guys watch the Yodorowsky's Dune uh, I, documentary? I haven't. I want to mm-hmm. see it, though. It's re- definitely worth watching, yeah, okay. too. I, I to read about that. Yeah, I, I read about that. Um, he wanted to film a Dune adaptation in the early 70s. And um, I'm going to kind of get into a little bit more of okay. that later. Michael, okay. like, okay. cool, notable cast. But um, the... It was directed by David Lynch, as as previously mentioned. The budget was forty million, and opening weekend in the U.S. grossed six million. Oof. Not Big good. Is. This remains one of pretty much David Lynch's one movie that he refuses to watch. Um, <laughs> he did not get final say over the final cut, um, so he felt really mm. kind of ripped off by the studio. Um, this should have been like a three-hour movie, and a lot ended up on the cutting room floor. Yeah. So he was not happy with it. It's kind of like a Zack Snyder's Justice League situation here. Well, it's funny you oh, mentioned that it? because <laughs> I actually watched the Snyder cut of Dune. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Zack Snyder has a cut of Dune. <laughs> well, it was it was basically the same. But um, there were a lot more scenes with Fade Rautha talking about mm. like society yeah, okay. and like okay yeah um, yeah right. and of course okay. the opening credits had um, had the times there are changing yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah of course yeah playing over top of Virginia Madsen's monologue yeah yeah um, no so uh, only gross six million commercial failure. Um, Critical response was mostly negative and something I kind of will bring up later. Um, I did not read the books. I came into this not really knowing anything about Dune at all other than <laughs> desert, yeah. maybe. It's kind of, was kind of my desert, maybe? That's kind of, that's, that was literally desert, my now you Dune, kind of huh? know desert? just Now you kind of know just as much as you did before, right? <laughs> well, now, now I'm like, desert, definitely? 
yeah. That's really yeah, yeah. kind of my. Ending. I just want to. Yeah. I just want to real quick apologize to both of you for making you watch this horrible, <laughs> boring movie. Yeah. No, I didn't. I I liked it. It was entertaining. It kept me going. Um, like the whole, I, I remained engaged pretty much the whole way. It did feel very rushed towards uh-huh. the end, and we'll break that down. Oh, yeah. But um, to just go over some notable cast, um, kind of I touched on earlier. Um, Alejandro Jodorowsky wanted to film a Dune adaptation in the early 70s and intended to have our old friend from Tron, Mobius, uh, uh-huh. Jean Road, and even H.R. Geiger in the arts department. And I like combed through the arts department um, uh, crew listing on this and didn't really find any connection, meaningful connections there. Um, I think most of the art direction really came from, from Lynch and it's a beautiful movie to look at. Absolutely, all the architecture, all the places have very specific looks to them. Like, um, I felt like uh, like Paul Atreides' home. It, I kept thinking they Caledon. were on a ship. Yeah, Caledon. Yeah. So I, it looked like the interior of a ship, all the wood and stuff like that. Uh, maybe my favorite. Ocean. Maybe yeah. my favorite part was like um, right where right before they're about to fold space and actually go to Arrakis, you kind of see uh, the giant ship. And it mm-hmm. shows a close-up of the tinier ships, which are still huge, flying All into the giant ship. Yeah. yeah. And the doorways where the ships go in are these intensely ornate, you know, gold filigree mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. carvings and stuff. Mm-hmm. Just to have that on a huge ship was really cool. And then even, like, the Emperor's um, oh, Palace. Yeah. I mean, that's what the film opens to, pretty much, mm-hmm. um, after Virginia Woolf's little monologue. And that Virginia is so, so it's very, not Virginia Woolf, Virginia Madison. <laughs> um, slip of the tongue. Um, but no, very ornate to look at. So that was cool. So there was definitely, um, you know, a lot of art direction going on in the film that ended up happening. Um, also kind of notable, uh, Brian Eno and Toto did the soundtrack. Yes. Uh, but fun fact, Eno only contributed one song and <laughs> yeah. 30 seconds of that song by some by some accounts uh yeah oh got, really yeah 30 wow. seconds so but he was still you know listed but toto composed the rest with the vienna symphony orchestra um also at the same time toto was offered to do the music for footloose Wow, so that's like that's like a degree away from Kevin Bacon right there yeah they could have made a lot more huh. money but they decided to work on dune instead Kind of similarly. Go ahead, Josh. Go ahead. Oh, this was maybe what you were about to say. Even I heard that David Lynch turned down directing Empire, Empire. Strikes Back. Strikes Back. Yep. <laughs> yeah. To do this. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people gave up a lot of things to make a shitty movie. Toto so, also turned down Empire. Where's the lesson? I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But um, that remains Toto's only soundtrack work that they've ever done. But I think it works. You know, the whole. Guitar, extra guitar here and there, kind yeah. of made it cool. The song that know. plays when Paul finally gets on the back of that sandworm, yeah, that's like, totally specifically rocks. what I'm thinking about. Yes. Yeah. Now, so, did Toto also play the um, the instrument, the Dune instrument, <laughs> the big string thing like, that Gurney string thing? carries? Yeah. <laughs> Probably. That is based off of a real instrument I read, but I don't remember. Oh yeah. 
kind of like a sitar yeah. album. I'm interested yeah, to see the sitar. 2021 adaptation of the Dune instrument. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Who plays way Gurney way. In, in the new one? Who's going to play Gurney? Do we know? I'll look it up. Ooh, I do not know. Guys, um, I'll find it out. I'll find out. Oh, okay. I was going to find it. Okay. Okay. I got it. Okay. I got it. Carry no, on. I have it. Okay. <laughs> it's Zendaya. Um, got it. <laughs> no, no, no. Zendaya is playing Gurney. Got it. Okay. Now, um, so I thought that was interesting. Um, uh, otherwise, I mean, it was a it was a big cast. A lot of people worked on this movie. They had to go to Mexico to work on it. A lot of people got sick. Oh. It was revenge. Um. It was rough to film, to say the least. And then there was a nightmare in editing because, again, Lynch thought he would have more control than he ended up having. Um, So it was just kind of a sad wrap up to it. And then, yeah, didn't do very well. Uh, If you weren't familiar with the novels, people were coming into it cold, felt pretty lost. the voiceover thing where you know you hear their thoughts yeah i thought it was cool um it was maybe overused uh-huh. but yeah. um to me it felt like it was more reading it you know because mm-hmm. when you're reading a book you you get those those thoughts and the, the book pretty much is all internal monologue like that. yeah and if you're gonna excise that completely and still come up with the movie you know you I don't know. It was a lot of um, telling, not showing, which mm-hmm, for sure. Um, that's the, the opposite, guys. You're supposed to do the opposite. <laughs> yeah. So that you're was kind of hard to keep up with. You're supposed to like show and then tell. Mm, yeah. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, because at a show and tell, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, so, I remember our Josh Brolin <laughs> is playing Gurney. Oh, right. <sighs> Thanos, of course. All right, keep going. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it wasn't really the movie that it could have been. I think it would have been better as a three-hour movie, a la Lord of the Rings, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, some some other interesting little factoids. Um, the character of Paul Atreides, a lot of actors were thrown around for this, including Val Kilmer. So here's our connection oh, to Batman. Okay, you got and, your kind of your usual suspects, of course. Young Leo right. DiCaprio. Just yeah, yeah. Well, but you would have been a little young for this. But um, <laughs> uh, Rob Lowe also was considered. Oh, but yeah. I, I know. And either of those actors, it would have been a very different movie yeah. because yeah. both of them. If you look at Rob Lowe, then and now, uh, and then Val Kilmer yeah. uh, in their primes, like they're they're manly men, very attractive, mm-hmm. just like right yeah uh mm-hmm. Kyle McLaughlin he's he's cute he's baby-faced he's he can pull off of like a naive innocent look very yeah. well mm-hmm. and then by the end of the movie he becomes a messiah and you believe it mm-hmm. like yeah. he can do both good point. I I would have a hard I would have a hard time saying the same thing about like Val Kilmer portraying that. Yeah. disagree <laughs> disagree <laughs> Georgia did you I really? think Val would be perfect I had not known really? that he was considered yeah did, did you get I, um, this other... I don't know. I think he's yeah, no. This he has great. that intensity though. He has that intensity where true, he can just true. give you a look. Uh yeah. and you can tell he's he's thinking about stuff, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. But I think 
uh, Kyle does a better, like, frightened look. Not scared, mm. frightened. Yeah, you know? that's true. And he has mm-hmm. kind of that, uh, he can kind of tap into the awkward, nerdy energy, mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm. He was also, like, 23 years old when yeah. they filmed this, a little baby. And he's supposed um, to be like 15. I did not recognize Virginia Madsen in the beginning. I oh, no. Yeah. That was her later. I was like, whoa, hello. And then, of course, um, Sean Young. Uh, that was a major get for this film. They wanted to work with Sean, Sean Young. Her agent never told her about the audition. So she ended up like accidentally standing them up. But oh, then wow. later they were like um, her and then the casting director and. Um, the guy who produced the film, whose name escapes me, he was the most dedicated to him in the beginning. Oh yeah, really Laurentis. Uh, yes, yeah, Laurentis. Um, they were on a plane to LA with Sean Young, and one of them was like, "She looks like an actress. Let's talk <laughs> to her." And then after talking, they're like, "Oh, we're supposed to meet with you." Blah, 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 wow. And you know, That's they got weird. Sean. Huh. Did Six you guys hear uh, about cool. this other? this weird so, piece of trivia going on. I don't know. It was a very weird... Uh, yeah, what do you think of it, Georgia? So, right from the beginning, I'll just kind of take you through my thoughts as it happened, because, you know, starting out with sand, maybe? Yeah. Um, I was immediately taken with uh, the world. It was a lot to ask right in the first five minutes. The year 10,191. Like, okay, here we go. Um... <laughs> So there's a lot of world building there. So I felt immediately lost. Um, <laughs> and then you have the emperor and his court. And then that beluga whale guy comes in in the like yep. trolley from space. Yeah. Um, and I looked up and down and left and right to see if Frank Oz was involved in this. But <laughs> no, surprisingly. Um, yeah, who did that creature? I didn't, I don't know. I couldn't find out. So maybe Frank Oz is in there uncredited. uncredited. I don't know, but it just screamed Jim Henson to me. Yeah. Which also, this whole time, I'm drawing parallels to like the Dark Crystal. Yeah. It felt very, very Dark Crystal to me. Which And that um, kind of suggests to me maybe Muppet Dune. Muppet what, Dune. what would that be like? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Gonzo would obviously uh, be a Mentat. <laughs> um, so Kermit would be uh, Paul Atreides' father, the Duke Lido. Atreides, yeah, Leto, and then I think Robin would be Paul. Ro- well, <laughs> I think so. I think Robin could be Paul. probably. Mm-hmm. But um, and then I think like Rolf could be, be Gurney. W- Rolf or um, uh, Sam the the bear. Who's the bear? I forget his oh, name. Oh, Fozzie. Fozzie, yeah. Fozzie. No, I feel like Bobby should be some Fremen. Yeah, they meet later. Oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah. Comic that relief, something like that. <laughs> yeah. But um, anyway, like going through, it was very ornate world building. I loved all the um, the acting done. And um, like the first hour of the movie, I was pretty impressed with. And then from there, like as soon as um, uh, Paul and his mother are basically with the Fremen and adopted by them. At that point, right away, I was like, okay, we're going to start skipping around in time a lot. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going on. (laughs) And there was a lot of, I just felt like it progressed very fast. And I understand there's probably a lot of 
ground to cover, obviously, um, to get from that point to Paul as the Messiah figure. Um, and then, of course, you run into Sting, um, who basically signed on because he could do a nude scene that later, it turns out, he didn't have to be nude, but he stayed oh, on. Really? Because, yeah, he, he, he was like, yes. nudity, yes, well, I'm going to do it. And then last minute, he's decided, no, I don't think we can do that. So that's why he has that, you know, a little loincloth. Um, ridiculous, yeah. Ridiculous, yeah. And there were parts of the movie that like thoroughly disgusted me because uh, there were <laughs> yes, jokes, yes. parts that were very beautiful. Um, Real quick, Bunsen pretty... and Beaker are guild navigators. Go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, from there. All go. Right, back in. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. No, um, I thought the casting was very strong. Patrick Stewart, Max von Sydow. Yes. Um, Alan Did you hear about this weird? this weird piece of trivia uh that patrick stewart was accidentally cast in the movie yes because yes, what happened because there Lynch thought uh, lynch thought he was hiring a different actor named patrick stewart which <laughs> so like weird. why would you hire somebody else yeah. named patrick stewart i don't care who that patrick Who's stewart the other is patrick stewart? i don't know yeah. but like i think that's amazing the only one that really yeah. counts. um so that's pretty cool again this movie is just like full of accidents did you uh yeah know about uh-huh. this uh kyle mclaughlin so this oh, was we lost the alex first... oh we lost alex oh, you can't hear me he needs to quit using that spice he's like traveling with that movie <laughs> yeah probably in a different part of space time right now which is unfortunate are you muted Like just me and you are gonna have to carry this on our back. Yeah. Hello, hello. There it is. Yeah. Yellow. I'm not sure why it keeps happening. I don't know. Hang on. Headsets giving out. I don't know. Um, but I mean, let's just keep going, and then if it happens again, you guys will just have to talk about it without me. Okay, well, we'll we're not recording it, so I I can keep recording it. You can still record it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, But no, I think my overall impression was it from it was it was very ambitious and unfortunately fell short. (laughs) Which, from Villanueva, that's coming out hopefully later this year. Um, So I think that'll be cool. Um, I also did. I mean, this movie brought up a lot of questions for me. Um, one of which was sandworms. Mm-hmm. They're everywhere, right. right? Like, so I had to do some research on but like where, who got the idea for sandworms? Where did this start? Where does this come from? Apparently, uh, outside of some like religious men, um, or like mythological uh, sandworms, Loosely quoting sandworms, they're sure. not exactly sandworms. Um, Dune was the first used really, <laughs> wow. so yeah, like, cool. yeah, as far as I can tell, the literature, um, that inspired like the sandworms in Tremors. uh, Star Wars, Tremors, yeah. Um, there's a, there's a sandworm in like Beetlejuice, like yeah. they're everywhere, they're almost ubiquitous. If there's gonna be a desert, there's gonna be 
a sandworm. There even even Zelda. So many video games. <laughs> Zelda is about to mention uh, Mass Effect. The sandworms yep. are horrible. Um, <laughs> so they're they're just kind of ubiquitous, um, which is also kind of silly because there's no way sandworms could ever exist, even if they're traveling through something as fine as sand. Um, they don't abide by the squared cube law. Like if you double the size of something, it doesn't make it twice as strong. Uh, yeah. The insides are going to collapse. It can't breathe. It's a mess in physics. So this does <laughs> not work because um, worms don't have a bone structure. So how are these things staying alive? Yeah. So many questions. Um, I kept thinking about the worm's bones too. I yeah. was like, bones, right? Dude. The worm's got to have bones. Explain that. Yeah. When it, <laughs> but you know, nothing. And then after really the movie ended, that. I was waiting on a post-credits scene explaining it. Something. Never happened. Something. I mean, throw us a bone. <laughs> and all of these literally, worm bones. Yeah. <laughs> all of these worms have like rows of teeth. Yeah. Um, which is also weird. Like a desert can't support. On a creature that huge because there's right, like what do they eat? Biomass. Well, you the comparison here is like they're like whales and they and huge whales feed on the smallest of creatures, little you know, uh -huh. meat, right? But there's none of that in the desert. Again, the desert <laughs> is very, very low biomass, unlike yeah. the ocean, really high, even parts of it that look like they could be essentially a ocean desert. But anyway, so that brought up a lot of questions. Um, and then also, I think this is still in the first 10 minutes of the movie. What the hell is the Minecraft fight scene in the beginning? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, a okay. button, these cube character things. Uh, and I was like, what? Yeah. Those are shields. Uh, okay. And this is actually similarly <laughs> to Tron, one of the first examples of CGI in a movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of, the shields are kind of the justification in the universe for not having guns, I think. Uh, it's because everyone has those shields and you need mm -hmm. to push through the shield with a knife to get through it. Uh, they basically. have guns. They well, they do have guns though. So and that's so, I think that's more of a movie thing. Because what's his name? Duncan Idaho got shot in the head with the with the ball. Well, the weirding module things is kind of a new thing, I think, in the Right, because it's weirding way in the book, I found uh -huh. out, right? They don't have the modules. Yeah. So and then they also never explain how they mass produced the modules for the Fremen tribe. That the Fremen just aren't explained at all, really. <laughs> it's just like, what do they so eat? Much how do they explained. make the suits? Yeah. But to bring this back to why this was a flop, um, for the above reasons, obviously. But if you go into this movie blind, you can leave it very lost. Midway through the movie, I did have to like kind of get a plot synopsis real quick so I can uh -huh. get everything straight. I was like, okay, here's where, you, okay, and then we'll, we'll go from there. Because um, I was getting a little lost. So I can't imagine seeing this in theaters and not being familiar with the book and just yeah. being like, what? And it's weird because so. I feel like the movie goes way out of its way to explain everything to you. Like there's so much exposition mm -hmm. all the yeah. time. There's a lot of exposition, yeah. but it's mostly focused on, I think this is the key difference. The exposition is mostly focused focused on character building, really, like because mm -hmm. of outside of the the monologue in the beginning to establish the world that we're in. Really, most of the exposition is inner thoughts, and it's about Paul, and it's like the repeating dreams that he has or the waking dreams that he has, and establishing those themes. It's not like okay, how exactly does Spice make you this like? beluga puppet with a butt mouth mm -hmm. you know none of that's explained 
So it's very weird visually. This is yeah. kind of There's interesting. Of Maybe you, uh, one of you or both of you read about this, but in uh, when this movie played in theaters, a lot of theaters handed out sheets of paper that explained yes, parts of the explain movie. Explain it. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. I feel like maybe I feel like that'd be cool. I feel like if anybody has one of those now, that would be a neat find piece one of on eBay. Yeah, yeah. To find, um, I'm gonna find one of those here real quick. You guys carry on, but that's pretty much all I have yeah. about it. Um, again, trying to do a lot of research on it, just mostly found out like, well, this is what it's in the book, and then uh-huh. the book, and then this yeah. book, and then the next book, and I was starting to like get kind of. Is to start to get kind of spoilerish, so I was like, maybe I shouldn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess I yeah. read this. Did it make you so, want to read the book or no? Yeah, no, I, I would read the book. I would read yeah. the book because I feel it's like a pretty I interesting book. Yeah. Did you guys so. see uh, what other role Kyle McLaughlin has played recently? Recently, uh, well, yeah. I mean, he was in um, he was in Portlandia as the mayor. How was he? <laughs> he was yeah, also, that was my favorite role. Though. He was also the dad on Inside Out. I found out. Oh, okay. Is. Yeah, isn't that weird? <laughs> so okay, I watched. Oh, go ahead. Oh, oh well, I watched. I found... Um, go ahead, Jordan. <laughs> I found the I found a Dune pamphlet. It gives all the terminology. Oh, cool. That's so pretty cool. Yeah. Can you link hmm. it? Yeah, I'll find it. But I watched another David Lynch movie for context, kind of this week. Ooh. Okay. I watched I watched Mulholland Drive mm-hmm. with um, Naomi Watts and some other other people, but that kind of and I had I had seen some Twin Peaks episodes in the past too, and mm-hmm. this kind of made me realize that like David Lynch's main thing I think is just he likes to make movies with weird looking people in them. Yeah, <laughs> like if if someone Watch just lo- has a. He, if someone just has like a weird or interesting look, he wants it mm-hmm. in his movie. Yeah. Like in this, like in Dune, you have the Mentats with the absurd hair and the red stained lips. You have the Guild Navigators mm-hmm. that are bald and wear trash bags. Uh, you have the Fremen who have huge beards for some reason in the desert, which just seems impractical to me. Yeah. Um, just like every everyone and the Harkonnen. Oh my God. How have we not talked about the Harkonnen yet? Good. Just everyone looks hideous basically mm-hmm. yeah um and that's very like that carries through all his other work too like there's just weird looking people and all his stuff that was my main takeaway yeah it's a good takeaway uh, Mulholland Drive also like it's one of those movies where like you finish it and you're like what the hell did I just watch yeah like what even happened very yeah. confusing it's plot. intended effect oh yeah yeah I actually read this was interesting Interesting that the novel Dune was a big inspiration for the Game of Thrones series. Yeah, I read and that I as see well. That. I think mm-hmm. ironically... Because of the houses and yep, stuff. Yep, exactly. The houses is the main thing. <laughs> I think ironically... Well, a lot of stories have houses in them. People live there. That's, that's a good point, too. I think ironically okay. the reason that Dune 2021 is happening is because of the popularity of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah. Yeah, because so, people are looking for those huge, epic... Exactly. Yeah, so I thought that was kind of interesting. To be clear, the Dune, the new Dune, it's going to be a movie, not a series, right? Yeah, exactly. Two movies. Okay. okay. 
See, I want it to be a series because I think this should be a 10 hour movie. Right. I think that would yeah. be better delivery, to be honest. Yeah. A lot Not of it. people have always said an HBO series would be ideal. Yeah. yeah. When I heard about it, that's what I thought it would be. But I'll, I mean, I'll take I'll take a D anyway yeah. uh, movie anytime. So we'll see how this new one pans out. A big question I have about this movie is uh, why? I mean, why when they released this movie to the critical and commercial reception that it got? Why were they expecting any? else honestly that's a great point why did they think what what was the appeal of this movie coming out hmm yeah i guess it's just like huge book property Uh huge director yeah it's basically a star it's it's their star wars Uh studio i mean this is Oh yeah, I was about to say like this is coming off of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I guess Tron. we can make a Star Wars. Movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Tron, yeah, I mean, Tron, oh, Tron was prior, popular but, at the time. Uh, I don't think. No, but Star but Wars I mean, was the desert yeah. setting. It definitely felt we felt like an answer to a New Hope. Yeah, because <laughs> you're looking yeah. for a saga and uh-huh. you know big world building experience. Um, but mostly it was just critically panned. Oh, there was yeah. a lot of uh, cr- there's a lot of critique on the like homophobic view of it oh, as yeah. well. Yeah. Our you know, portrayed as this like lecherous, gross homosexual guy who's preying on his nephews very creepily, which is gross and disgusting. Um but at the time that yeah that wasn't very cool so. the harkonnen scenes are maybe some of the most uh uh un- unpleasant scenes mm. you'll ever yeah. see yeah. <laughs> a mainstream movie yeah. <laughs> and never we're never really explained why he's floating around yeah <laughs> Well, he's, he's, but I thought he, it was impressive. Like, yeah. wow, they ha- he had to be in a in like one of those harnesses every day. He's one of the up people, or not up the Wally people. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and it, yeah, the explanation yeah, is yeah. that he's so fat, he has an anti gravity harness. Yeah, that's the. Explanation. That's what I'm I not, thought. Like, yeah. he can't really move. You know, it's because yeah. I'm not really fat, but I'd take an anti grav harness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, why doesn't everybody have those? <laughs> There's a lot of big swings that this movie takes that really don't pay off at all and are pretty bad, actually. Like the really creepy witch baby where where all her dialogue is 80 yard. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. So Aaliyah, all her dialogue you're talking yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, That's a good point. Yeah, she was very weird and not very explained, but I understand she has a bigger role in the books. So. Um, yeah, yeah. The sandworms were really cool, though. Those were sandworms done really were well cool. for the time. Yeah, done very well. Um, absolutely. Um, but I think like the the strengths that this movie had just weren't enough to outweigh just kind of. Yeah, they 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 tried for a little too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and sure. it a lot. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. So what else is there to say about this movie? I mean, it was a complete flop. Uh, but the property keeps 
Uh, it remains. Uh, people keep trying to adapt it. Obviously, it's mm-hmm. a good property. This movie didn't quite hit the mark. Yeah. Um, I would imagine it's because people love the books. I mean, I haven't yeah. read them, but yeah, I would imagine that's why it keeps surviving because he has fans loyal to the books. Yeah. Um, that's what I would think. Um, yeah. I also, I forgot to mention this earlier in my research of this, uh, Ridley Scott was at one point attached to this. Mm-hmm. Which oh, I huh. Really cool. And maybe actually could have delivered on some of the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, no offense to David Lynch, but, um, and ultimately you can't really blame, blame Lynch either because um, the studio was very much in control of what could yeah. be on yeah. the final part of the movie. Yeah. So that's a bit unfair. But um, I, think Ridley Scott's picture of this movie or vision for this movie could have been much different and maybe maybe a bit cooler. I don't know. I think it would have been. I think it would have been um I mean, who knows what it would have been, but if it's anything like his Blade Runner, it would have been, you know, darker, more philosophical themes. Yeah. Maybe more subtler (laughs) subtler performances. Mm -hmm. Um maybe he would have gotten Giger on board. Um And interestingly enough, the director of Blade Runner 2049 is directing the next Dune movie. Exactly. So so that'll be good. Now, I have high hopes for the next Dune. I think it'll be good. It'll finally have some more diversity in the casting, which makes Mm -hmm. better sense. Uh, This one was very whitewashed. (laughs) That's true. um, Which didn't make sense to me at all. I guess only white people exist in this universe. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Three different planets. Um, so I think this will be a much better attempt. We'll see how it how it pans out, but you know, at least we get. We'll see. We're definitely gonna change. check it out. Yeah, Ian Newey hasn't made a bad movie yet, so if this flops, it'll be his first one. No, first time for everything. Yes. So uh, next, let's let's do this puzzle that Georgia has for us. Yeah, yeah no, real them. quick, I just want to activate my Mentat powers. I need to oh, okay, uh, yeah. do my mantra. I didn't need to do my mantra. <laughs> okay. It is by will alone I set my mind in motion. It is by the juice of Sappho that thoughts acquire speed. The lips acquire stains. The stains become a warning. It is by my will alone I set my mind in motion. Okay, go. I think okay, I'm good. Cool. So now you can speed through this puzzle, right? Yeah. Red leather, yellow leather. Red well, now I'm basically a human computer. Oh, okay. So Okay. <laughs> So okay. as soon as Georgia does the fir- this first question, you'll just be able to get it right away. Right? Oh, yeah, right away. <laughs> right away, first one. <laughs> okay. So give us the intro. Um, guys, put on your still suits. Make sure you set up your thumpers um, a couple clicks away because we yeah. are about to be headed to Puzzle Planet, cool. um, which has sand, maybe? And just um, so you guys know, I've actually outfitted my still suit in the desert fashion. Uh, as opposed oh, to the right. total, as opposed to the total noob fashion, mm-hmm. um, yeah. it's just something that I felt that it should be set that, up. I just way. felt like the right way to do <laughs> it, you know, as opposed to the dumb way that they teach you. Yeah. So yeah. You know, at that moment in the film, I paused it and I was like, "I literally do not see a difference between." I know. Yeah. And anybody fucking else, That's, like yeah. wearing it the same, yeah. but whatever. Um. So puzzle I have for you guys today. Um, these are going to be uh, rapid fire anagrams. Every um, uh, question to this puzzle is an anagram of a spice. Where you okay. add the missing letter and rearrange them to make the name of the spice. Oh, For example, wow. This is going to be hard. Okay. I know. This is, I mean, I'm flexing my, my Will Shorts, schoolmaster <laughs> of my ear. Okay. Um, 
So like, for an example, if I said Clarion, rearrange the letters and add a T, uh-huh. you get cilantro. Oh my God. Okay. Again, this will be yeah. really easy for me because I'm a human computer now. Okay, got it. <laughs> no, right, we're going to start out easy and it's going to get harder from there. Okay. You guys ready? Okay. Yeah. Yep. All right. Oh, let me set a timer for you guys just for kicks. Okay. okay. Not I'm necessary, but fine. <laughs> right. You're going to ace this, but okay. Yep. And go. Number one, ales. Pass. A. <laughs> A I L S salt. Where's the I in salt? Yeah, okay. Oh, A I L S. Hang on. Hang on. Can we actually pass this one? Okay. Number two. Love. Clove. Yes. Nice. Number three, gas. G-A-S. Mm, sage. Yes. Lid. Dill. Yes. Tin. Uh, mint. Yes. Ooh, nice. <laughs> Meth. M-E-S. M-E-T-H. Meth. M-E-H? M-E-T-H. Oh, T-H. Yeah. Okay. Uh, time. Yes. Nice. Okay, they're going to get a little harder now. Uh, <laughs> layers. Layers. L-A-Y-E-R-S. Uh, I like barely know any names of spices. I've yeah. gone through them all pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's, uh, here's a hint. You could also do replay. Hmm. Replay. Uh, I don't know, Alex. I think this is a pass. Uh, yeah, let's pass this one. Okay. What's that one? Orange. O R A N G E. Orange, like the, the fruit. Hell. Okay. Um. Man. Um. You got this. Jit. <laughs> thinking ginger <laughs> but i don't think <laughs> man orange. this is tough orange rearrange the letters what spices and add one and add one add yeah. a letter uh-huh uh and i don't want to look up spices i feel that's <laughs> yeah okay we'll pass this one pass yeah. that one when yeah. i go back i'll go still giving hints okay okay uh rain r-e-i-g-n Oregano? R-E-I-G-N. No, not close. Okay. There's no I in it. Yeah. Um, R-E-I. Uh, let's just, let's think of all the <laughs> spices we can think of. Okay. Salt, pepper. Salt, pepper. Okay. Uh, That's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, uh, what's like the... What's like cayenne? Uh huh. Is that considered a spice? That's a pep- yeah. Yeah. That's a spice. Okay. Uh. It's not the answer to this, but it's yeah. a spice. No, no, no. Uh. Yeah. Go to the next one. Okay. Uh, next one. Cigar. Cigar. It doesn't help that these are rearranged into other words. Mm-hmm. 
the names well, of the just spices? Like, re- I don't know. Something tells me like if you had renamed the letters into a made up word, that would help me somehow. Uh, cigar. <laughs> it is a half rhyme with the answer. Oh, okay. That doesn't help me. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, cigar. Thinking more sapphire. Cigar. Pepper. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, George, I think you Swing vastly overestimated Alex and I's <laughs> knowledge of spices. Okay, well, we'll pass this one. Okay. Next one. Uh, metric. Metric. I think we can get this one. Okay, let's try it. Um, it help you look up a list of spices. Yeah, I'm going to pull up a list of spices. Okay. Metric. Uh, M-E-T-R-I-C. Sitch. You uh, can't subtract any letters. We're adding uh, one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a uh, turmeric. Yes. Nice. Okay, cool. let's go back around. Okay. Ales. Ales. Ales, ales, ales. Uh... I'm just gonna go down the list: coriander, yeah. poppy, cardamom, fennel, very <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> vanilla, thyme. Uh, oh, is it basil? Yeah, we could have got that one. We could have got yeah. it totally. That's another one. Okay, layers. Layers. Mm-hmm. This one is often used fresh. Uh, celery. No, uh, often oh, used no fresh. Um, but there is the dried version of it. Um, oh, it, oh, 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 oh. Um, flavor, really, at all. I hate using it. <laughs> no uh, it's like a, uh, isn't it like a garnish? It's literally pointless. It is a garnish. Yeah. Oh, what's that it's, called, Alex? The little green stuff they yeah, put on. Literally, uh, literally the worst one. Parsley? Yes. Nice. Yeah. Okay, uh, orange. I like parsley. Uh, often used in Italian spices, Italian dishes. I want to say ginger, but there's no I. Do you have you know Italian seasoning? What what's an Italian? Did we do oregano? Yeah. Oh, oregano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is. Okay, next one. Rain. R e i g n. Uh, this is often used. Uh, It can be used in desserts. Sometimes mm. Mm. Um, in a lot of Asian dishes, um, it mm. is in the same family as horseradish. Okay, horseradish. What else you got there? R e i g n. It's also a name. Okay. Okay. Uh. What letter does it start with? I'll, so it's the name of one of the Duggar kids. But they, <laughs> okay. they started with a J. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, rain. Spices that start with a J. No, this, there's no J in it. <laughs> the Duggar starts with a J. The Duggar's spelled with a J. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, this is Ginger, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, ginger. nice. Cool. Okay, last one. Cigar. Uh, this is a spice that, uh, my mantra is, um, you don't measure it from the recipe in the cookbook. You measure it with your heart. 
Okay. I like that. I like Put that. in however much of this you deem necessary. <laughs> I like it. Uh, garlic. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. That's cool. That was it. I agree with your metric on that, by the way. Yeah. It's very hard. Man, maybe good. hardest puzzle ever. That's good. Yeah. That was good. For for us anyway. Yeah. I so I'm normally I try to like take a hint from little shorts and then just kind of try to make it so that it it can be in a format that we can do. Yeah. Um this one I did from scratch. Dude. And I was so excited to hear Props. Like, yeah. I like the ones you do from scratch. They always they're always really fun. That's what I try to do. Yeah, uh, so puzzle planet for today, guys. Yeah, puzzle. Uh, <laughs> tune in for our next series on the Usborne puzzle book series. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're gonna do the puzzles live on air. <laughs> yeah. So before we close out for this week, um, do we wanna do either of you wanna give a little bit of a, a tease for what this next series will be about? Next week we're gonna kind of uh, conclude our movie discussion episodes. We're gonna talk about kind of what we learned from all this, what to make what of worked, all this, what didn't, what worked, what didn't. <laughs> uh, we're gonna take our final exam over the movies that we watched. Uh, but the week after that, uh, we're going to be talking about different mythologies, uh, different pantheons. So starting with the the Greek pantheon of gods we're going to be talking mm-hmm. about. So, I mean, that's like, you got Zeus, you got... You got your Zeus. You I mean, got all your those, Zeus. you know, yeah. You got your all Pegasus. Those, yeah. You got, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. all of them. So, um, show up, ready to learn. Um, take notes. Exactly. I would like, I'd like to think that people who are into mythology, it they're kind of in the same family as horse girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's <laughs> I, why yeah, you I say that. Went to, I went yeah. to school with some horse girls. I definitely went to school with some Hercules girls, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> well, of course, the low-hanging fruit is the uh, people who read the, um, the what's oh, the Jackson? Jackson. Jackson. Jackson series. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see everybody next week. The Spice Bros. Flow. Exactly.